Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, the show that takes a look at film, technology, pop culture, social media, because in the end, everything is an ad. Hello, I'm Shannon Miller, the Managing Editor of Creativity, Creator Economy, and DEI. Thank you so much for joining me for this very special episode of Yeah, That's Probably an Ad. If that sounds a little bit like an after-school special, it's because it kind of is. It's going to make you laugh, it's going to make you cry, it's going to make you think, because this is... Our final loving send-off of a dear, dear colleague of ours, Jess Safaris, Director of Audience Engagement, who is joining us one last time on the podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on for my last day at Ad Week. Um, you say this as if I am I have enough brain cells left to be profound, so let's hope that I can rub some together and get there. Oh, we're not asking for profound. We just need hard facts. and. <laughs> and on-the-ground on emotions, which should all be very accessible. And if we're looking for deep profoundness, it's a good thing that we have another guest because I have zero brain cells as well. So hopefully our managing editor of Agencies and Marketing has enough to work with us and hopefully rein us in on this very emotional day. Jameson Fleming. Fleming. Hi, Jameson. I'm so sorry. Hey, you're good. It's, uh, it's the end of a long week and... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here, and let's face it, I, I'm not going to be the one that brings the brain cells to this. We're going to have <laughs> fun, and I mean, after working with Jay-Z for three years, it's the proper way to go out. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want to, like, summarize what this episode should be, it's, yes, how to social question mark. What it will probably be is Jay-Z don't go, um, <laughs> first with, like, a few facts. We're going to try to make this as useful for everybody as possible. But honestly, who can turn down just a moment to appreciate the greatness that is Jessifaris, a.k.a. Jay-Z, a.k.a. El I would say Elvin Queen, but I no, Elvin King, I'm going to say it. Just I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Well, no, that's a lie. Yeah, I do. So obviously when it comes to Ad Week's branding. It's so like interconnected with who we understand you to be. I'm really um, wondering, first and foremost, what really brought you into just the social media space? What first attracted you to this? Ooh, you know, that's a good call. I have, uh, I have an, a long and storied history in media. It started like 13 years ago, and I, I started out in, as an editor. Um, and the thing that probably led me to social was back in the day when I would, when I would, I would work with media brands. I established a reputation of dragging these 
old school like magazine, newspaper, et cetera, print brands into the 21st century and giving them novel ideas. Like, did you know you could tweet your stories and more people will read them? And, uh, you know, that was the low hanging fruit days. That was you. You could go in and be like, hi, did you know that there are audiences that you can reach using social media platforms? And they were like, no, surely not. Um, so, um, doing that, you know, that, that kind of established me as a reputation or gave me a reputation as someone who could elevate media brands and especially ones that were worried and, and like, concerned existentially about the future of print and help them Mm -hmm. find their place in the future of media. Um, And then at the same time, because I had an editor background, I was able to like combine those two skills and serve as a content director, perhaps a little bit earlier in my career than I would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So you have this like storied history with the space and then you decide it's time to move on and find this place what led you to Ad Week specifically? Uh, it was probably Jameson's Christmas suit. I just had, if I had to name one thing, it must have been. Because in my interview, no, I'm sorry, I should back up. So before that, <laughs> Great. I wrote, this is excellent storytelling already. <laughs> excellent, yeah, yeah. I know how to do it. I mean, that that's the lead. That's how you get people in. That's the tweet. <laughs> you're right. You're you're absolutely right. <laughs> Seventy-two uh, hours earlier, flashes across his face. (laughs) (laughs) Record scratch. (laughs) Um, So I was at Writers Digest for a while. I was I was a content director there, and I was um, helping elevate that brand and the book publishing world in general um, through social media, which was a lot of fun. I love books, love reading. Big big word nerd, which is my other the other half of my brand, Um, and also just read a a buttload of fiction. and uh, and then got into I, I moved to New York for um, a ghostwriting gig that was more mm. on the marketing side of things. Um, and I guess when I applied, I think he'll have to decide. He'll have to tell us. But when I applied, I think it was the combination of marketing. I, I was the executive director of marketing there, um, and that and the combination of that and a long history in print media, content direction, and social probably uh, I don't know alarmed uh, Jameson. To my presence. So, I mean, I, obviously I want to know, um, Jameson, what you initially saw in Jay-Z when you interviewed, but we obviously have to back up to oh, right. the Christmas I suit. To, so, how, how does, how and why does a Christmas suit factor into this and who do we blame slash thank? Okay. I'll get to you in just a second, Jameson, because because this is, this is a fun story, but um I, I had been look around, looking around at media roles, and I knew what Adweek was, and I loved their coverage, and I loved the playfulness of it, and I love. Um, I had a background in like design publications as well. I was the editor in chief of a, a couple of graphic design magazines, um, and uh, extending that to more robust and broad coverage of like advertising in general sounded very fun and exciting. So when I came to interview, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna interview for an advertising publication and I'm going to be so serious about it. I'm going to look so buttoned up and I'm going to have all my ducks in a row and I'm going to be so serious and, and professional. And I got there and the guy interviewing me was in a Christmas suit. <laughs> it was like, the day of our Christmas party. I was the host of <laughs> trivia. I had to look the part and I wasn't going to change outfits just for a job interview. You know, it was kind of a chemistry test because I am a fun, playful person and uh, yeah, the the thing that I remember most about that interview was you were so serious. <laughs> it was you were so serious and buttoned up that 
you know, I had a conversation with my boss at the time of like, is she the right person, even though she checks all the boxes? And thank God I went for qualifications over just like personality that came through in the interview because you were you were the exact opposite person than how you presented yourself in that interview. And uh, I mean, I'm, you know, looking back at it, I'm so grateful because you know, we, we hit it off. I mean, we are the same people, but also incredibly different people, but in all the right ways. So Jameson, what was, I mean, obviously there have been social media managers past and they've all done an exceptional job. What do you feel that Jay-Z brought specifically to the role? She brought a serious voice, not serious, not as in, um, like a serious tone, but like she took the voice seriously and she cultivated a voice that was very unique to us that set us apart from our, you know, competitors. Like we'd always been a little fun, but Jay-Z really, um, you know, understood how to be fun, but also cover the news in a way that was appropriate Mm -hmm. Um, and just experimented and tried things. I mean, it's a testament to how far our TikTok account has come just based off of how she experimented on it, because I tried to get us a TikTok account by having our interns the previous summer just play around with it, and it failed miserably. And then she mm-hmm. came in and made it work immediately. So she was the whole brains behind that operation. So obviously TikTok was a big experiment. What do you feel like was your your favorite experiment on the job, Jay-Z? I, I would, I, TikTok is way up there for me. Mm-hmm. And it like it unleashed a whole like, realm of coverage opportunity for ad week too. Um, I liked it's the, the nice thing about TikTok is like when I came in, they had like 2000 followers. They, we had 2000 followers and, um, and the content on there was really good. Like the, the intern shenanigans were funny. Like if, if that had been kept up and more, um, consistent, I think it could have worked. Um, but the, the audience needed to get to know the characters on it better. I've noticed on TikTok, one of the things that people like really buy into is like getting to know the person. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and the thing that I started doing that worked really well, like consistently 20 K to hundred K views on a regular basis was, um, news roundups. And the reason I did that is because we were producing like enormous amounts of hilarious, awesome news that no Gen Zer was ever going to see because they don't visit the Adweek site in the way that um, people who are established in the industry or older readers or people who are more familiar with um, print media would interact with the brand. Um, These people were waiting for like snippets of the story to come to them and then to dig deeper. And I had so many comments there saying, you know, this is inspiring me to study advertising in college. This is inspiring Mm -hmm. me to get into creativity and design. I can't wait to play in this space for a living. Um, Plus, I mean, I also thought that some of our like creative work, the, the stuff that both of you create, the stuff that Griner was creating at the time, sorry, David Griner, former, you know, Nobody knows him. Um, <laughs> it's to Ryan Who? Reynolds. Who? We forgot about that guy. Right. No. I don't know. Um, doesn't, do not recall. <laughs> the stuff he and his team were creating um, was, it was funny and fun and weird and like, and people who are, you know, your average advertising reader might be like, that's kind of fun and, and weird, but move on with deeper analysis. And so being able to like bring those like goofy stories <laughs> to <laughs> TikTok and then see those results was fun. And we also did some deeper dives or some like some curiosity peaking things like um, 
there was this fantastic story by Lisa Lacey um, who asked the question, like, why does ocean spray cranberry sauce? Like, why is the can upside down? Yeah, um, that was a good one. That is, that is to date, that is um, the, the video that I made based on her story, which dove into the answers for that, which is basically, like, they're, they want to make it easier to slide out of the can so there's, like, an, a layer of air at the top. Um, that video is, to date, still our top performing video of all time. So strange. Like, it's mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, the beauty of this job was, like, you never know what's going to hit. Like you have an I you think you have an idea of what's going to hit, and then it's gonna be something like, why is this can upside down all the time? And that story was also like our top performing story of that year. And I know you did a really did a really excellent job of really picking up and appreciating the weirdness and embracing it in a way it's like, yeah, this is weird, but you should also know this because it's it's a part of our industry. It's a like very important cog in our industry that there's like everything has a purpose and a personality. So um, that was really fun. And it doesn't surprise me that that was a a top performing thing for us. Um, and, so you, you know, like you said, curiosity is such a, like a critical part of working in advertising and of being a journalist. So being able to like cultivate that level of curiosity, I think is critical for anyone who works in social, but especially in like journalistic and advertising focused industries. Absolutely. Um, so in your role, you have managed to rope the staff in numerous social media things, um, many of which we did not imagine that we would be doing. Uh, <laughs> Jay- Jameson, what is your favorite thing that Jay-Z has made you do for social? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what... I mean, the the thing that I, I, I've done the most is Kentucky Derby Horse or Ad Agency, but Jay-Z is, is only the distributor of, of that <laughs> content. I don't know. I think I didn't come prepared to think about that. I don't think I targeted you as much because you had already moved into more of like a management role. It was more the editor or the sorry, more, more of the reporters who I'd be like, "Hi, you're making a TikTok today." <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's true. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> one of my favorites was we we got. A, I don't think we ever posted this one. I think I'm going to need to send over my drafts to the rest of the team. But there was one time when we got like test cans of hard Mountain Dew. Um, and uh, we made a video where Molly and I popped up beside, beside the desks of the people, our various colleagues who were in the office, including Jason Lynch, uh, our very serious, <laughs> wonderful TV reporter, to like make them try the cans of Hard Mountain Dew and get like a thumbs up or thumbs down ratings. And uh, the the reactions were pretty funny. <laughs> Side note: so There's still from, from the archive. <laughs> As a side note, there is still very much like three-fourths of a case of hard Mountain Dew just sitting in my room, just wondering, just wondering, like, will you will you dare try me again? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ready. Um, I, I will say that you were the person that inspired me to try to construct a TikTok um, <laughs> on my own. Yeah, it it went fine. Um, it took <laughs> way too long for me. I, uh, and I am just... Not, I'm not like a fumbling, you know, idiot when it comes to technology. I feel like I can make my way around if I have some time. But it just took so long for this three-minute video that I was like, how does Jay-Z do this weekly? How does he do this on top of everything else that she does? Because you're doing these news roundups, which are like considerable. Like it's not just summarizing one story. You're stringing together a ton of stories, making sure you're pronouncing everything correctly, making sure that you have like all 
of you have an understanding of what each story entails so that you can summarize it in like this neat little sound bite for um, our audience. I guess my next question is how did you find the time? Like what, what was the process of putting something that looks, that may look simple, but is really extensive together like that? Ooh, I need, I need to be careful with my advice here because how did you find the time is a tricky question for me because my, one of my, one of my faults at Adweek was a little bit like, um, uh, over committing my entire life to doing it, whether, and this is not a fault of any of my managers. I was just like, I'm going to live this whole thing and this is my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it did take like three hours to assemble each of those like two and a half minute videos. Um, and I would say, but but I was having so much fun with it that I like wanted to play and do that. And that's the that's the the best thing and the worst thing about working in social media in general is that you can have so much fun with it that it eats your life. Um, and yeah. I think that I I mean I don't regret any minute of it. It was fantastic. It's just every everyone who works in social, and I'm super cognizant of this with um, the people that I've hired. Is like you have to impose work life boundaries. Um, yeah. Both for yourself and for the people you work with, because it's easy to get carried away. Yeah. I think that that's been like one of the big things that I've really appreciated about like every manager that I've had here um, and every manager that I've been able to work alongside is that we're really adamant um, about making sure that our, our charges clock the hell out when it's time to clock out and um, do not clock back in until like 9 AM Monday morning. Like it's, it's great to have that balance, but it's also really hard when you just are so, like imbued in the thing that you have, that you feel like you have to see it through, even if it means dedicating more hours. So it's like definitely one of those easier said than done things when it comes to making sure to find that balance. Um, Jameson. So obviously building a brand identity on social media is very hard and some brands do it tremendously and other brands um, not so much, or they are still sort of struggling to find their footing um, Jay-Z obviously did an exceptional job. What do you feel that brands can learn from Jay-Z after observing her for three years? I mean, I think the I think the biggest thing that Jay-Z excelled at was she understood our audience and what they needed. And so she was able to really cater how we present ourselves, especially on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with you know, really approachable um, content. You know, she she was always there in the comments, um, always listening to what people were saying. Um, you know, I think we got endless amount of story ideas um, around what, you know, Jay-Z was seeing on Twitter <clears throat> and what people were talking about. And I think that's very applicable to brands, whereas you're obviously not creating stories if you're brands, but... You could be creating a meme or you could be creating a response to something based off of what you're you're listening and, and you're seeing. And so, you know, I think a lot of brands are at that point where they do that fairly well. But, uh, you know, it's it's such a simple rule that, you know, if you're not mastering that, you're not going to get anything right down the road. Mm-hmm. I think mean, like another thing that I've always appreciated is that. You know, there's all there are these like sort of lightning moments where a meme will like unfold in real time, and then there is this mad dash to participate so that you're a part of the conversation. And what I loved about JC is that she is selective about when to participate and when to just let a thing die, um, which is really hard because uh, you want to be a part of 
you know, the cultural conversation and you want to make sure that, you know, you aren't left out because FOMO is very real. But there's always that cringy thing where it's like a, a meme has like a robust respo- response for a day. I wouldn't even say a day. I think that's generous. You got 12 hours and then <laughs> like some straggling brands that are like waiting for approvals or whatever the case, four days later are like, oh, remember that thing we were happy about four days ago? Like, yeah, that's done. That convers- We've had eight conversations <laughs> since then. And I, I love that um, Jay-Z is like so attuned to the cultural conversation that she knows, like, okay, it's a good time to jump in or it's good. It's like double dutch. Like, you you know when to like hop in or, you know, when to sort of like let the ropes go and, and carry itself out. So I think that intuitiveness is something that is really hard to teach. And it's something that like, especially budding social media mavens could really um, pay attention to. Um, I feel as if I should take a bit of a break for um, our lovely, lovely supporters and sponsors. So we're going to take a short, short break and we will be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. And we are back. And I mean, I would selfishly love to keep you here forever. Um, I know that you have tons to do as you wrap your final day. I I do want to take a bit of a brief break and and pivot to Jameson real quick. And um, just ask, because this is really important, very, very hard hitting reporting stuff. What is your most embarrassing story about Jay-Z or your favorite if you feel like being charitable? (sighs) Hard hitting stuff. I don't have anything <laughs> embarrassing about her. That's that's what really. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what? <laughs> that, I mean, that's one of the problems when you you work remotely. Uh, you know, for all this time, is you lose those like in person opportunities for someone to do something embarrassing. It's a lot easier to hide embarrassing moments when you're talking to someone through a camera because Jay Z and I only had six weeks in the office together before the the world shut down. And That's we've right. only probably been in the office like 15 times since. Um, so I don't, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know no, if I've got anything truly embarrassing about you. Um, I mean, there's a time you got hit by a car riding your bike, but it's not really embarrassing. That was going to be my memory because I had not started working here yet. And I had accepted the job and I was going to be coming in pretty shortly after that. Uh, and the thing is, like, Jay-Z is, just seems so, like, effervescently cool to me. And I was like, I just don't know what to do with with this. It's just so cool. And then in, like, after a while of getting to her, I'm like, oh, no, she's a nerd. That's great. This is great for me. This will be totally fine. But there, 
like very shortly before I was about to start, he just like put out this random tweet that was like something to the to the effect of, "Yeah, I just got hit by a car on my bike," and I was like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, it just hurts a little." I'm like, "This girl is fucking metal." Like, <laughs> and then she tried to work that day, and I was like, "No, get your life together." <laughs> I meant to say. I mean, that was one of the things I had to say that to you quite a few times over the years. Of like, <laughs> go take a day off. Like, it's okay. We will survive without you for twenty four hours. It's gonna be hard, but we will. So go rest. It's more fun true. here. The brain damage made it more exciting. <laughs> that we did have to impose like a hard Jay Z get out of slack rule whenever. <laughs> Jay-Z was off. It's like, Jay-Z, shut down, please. Um, yeah, and, and I think that just speaks to just your very fervent passion for everything that you do so much that you are willing to get hit by a car um, and continue working. Not me, not I. <laughs> Don't recommend it, but it's just like one of many reasons why um, you are incredibly one of a kind. I am going to try to rein that in because... These emotions are precarious today. So one of, I guess my my last question for you is I think what makes like the mark of like a good, like forward facing person is that it inspires a lot of people who want to get into this industry to, to do so and not feel so intimidated by it that they stay away. Because social media, I think is one of those things that for a while felt very like elusive. Like, how do you get this job? And like, how cool do you have to be? Um, <laughs> and it's, I think you did such a great, amazing job of building a community around um, this brand, especially during a time when like, you know, <laughs> the life of Twitter was very um, unpredictable for, or has been for a few months now. And like, you've done such a good job of steering the ship and just making this work look so much fun. So if there's like a tiny Jay-Z just like ready to like step into this role or figure out how to build the brand's voice and just do this job in general, what are like three lessons that you would offer them in this moment? Well, I like your your comment about like how cool do you have to be because I think it's actually quite the opposite. It's like how uncool you have to be. Um, because you have to be so interested in what you are communicating about that you want to do it every day, all the time, and that you want to respond to everybody who comments on what you do and you want to engage with them constantly and talk about that all the time. Like my favorite people in in marketing Twitter in particular tend to be the ones who are just there for the community and the topic. I'm thinking like uh, Julian Gamboa and Christina Garnett and... Um, uh, Brianne Fleming. They're just, they're so excited to be there every day. So A, love this shit and do good work, which I think is a spinoff of an Aaron Draplin quote. Um, and that's that's probably my first piece of advice. Um, second thing, this is the same as writing for any publication, like learn your voice. And that means um, if learn the brand voice, learn the publication voice, whichever you're writing for and whichever you're creating content for. Um, and make sure that you can like not only embrace it, um, that you know it well, that you can immerse yourself in it, that you're excited about it and the topic, and that you can communicate that to other people, both with your own authenticity and with the authenticity of the brand. I, I'm sorry, Emmy. 
if you're listening. Um, I hate that word too, but I don't have a better one right now. Earnestness. How's that? Um, nice one. So, uh, and then the other thing would be, let's see, um, triple check your copy because I definitely made a typo today. So, yeah. You're forgiven. I'm going to add a bonus one for future social media managers understand your accessibility stuff understand like get to know what makes really good alt text get to know what makes really good um like what's good about your images and your videos and how people want to consume it on those platforms because most people who consume video on twitter or instagram do so on silent so it's not just about like inclusion it is about inclusion it's critically about inclusion but at the same time it's also about just you'll reach more people if you do that and um and uh, platforms get better at serving those audiences and all audiences if they have that extra um, element. Yeah, that's that. a great point because I found myself, especially on TikTok, like saving videos that have really good captioning to them so that yeah. I can watch them in periods where I know I can't have sound on. And mm. so, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's yeah. a, it's like, it's kind of a fresh thing in the past like three years that platforms have been a making that a possibility and be um, empowering people to to make that experience easier and better. So I like seeing that and it's very cool. And I've learned a lot about it. I didn't used to include alt text on, on images because I didn't really think about it. But then um, Alexa Heinrich actually encouraged me to um, start doing that. And, and I learned a lot from her and her resources on that. Amazing. And if I can offer some bonus advice from a person who has no clue how to build a social media presence for anything for anyone at any time, but you have still- like eleven thousand Twitter followers. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I don't know why. And I don't know why because I literally just like retweet Stephen Young pictures and sometimes coming on TV. But it, I would say that just in watching Jay Z and um, having the privilege of working alongside her, it is really really important that. If you are going to build a presence, community is such a good part of that. And in order to build a community, you have to have um, just a strong sense of empathy and understanding not just of the platform or the brand, but the people that you're interacting with. And I do not know a more empathetic um, or kind or more wonderful person than Jess Safaris. And it, it, our brand, the Adweek brand, um, is what it is because of the person that she is. And that is really, really important to just be a good person. So Jameson, take it. We're not crying. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. I mean, I'm going to say what I said this morning, which is, you know, everybody strives to be there for their coworkers. uh, But there are very few people who are able to be there for everyone who, who, you know, someone will let in. And and Jay-Z is that person who, will be there for anybody. And that's what our newsroom needed, uh, you know, for the longest time is, is just an anchor. And I think that's a lesson for every company, you know, find your Jess Ferris and hold on to them dearly because outside of the impact they'll have just doing the work, they also have an immeasurable impact on the people around them. So, 
if you realize you have one of those in your company, hold on to them dearly. And I figure if I keep talking, this podcast can't end and Jay-Z can't leave us. So, but I'm, I'm going to stop talking. Thank you both. This is just, uh, today has been intense and, and wonderful and this is the hardest decision ever. Um, I will go ahead and shout out Sammy Lambert because she is our new director of social, um, having been our, audi- our audience engagement editor, social editor. Anyway, she's amazing. Um, and she is that kind of person too. So, Oh, Sammy's dope. Yeah. And she I mean, is. You even can... better than me at many things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can hand the keys over to a better person. It's going to be really cool to see. Um, how she continues to sort of take the ball and shape the brand from here. Um, but like you really do just have a legacy to live up to. I think I'm adopting that uh, plan of just like, let's just keep talking and just pretend that today isn't the day that it is. But I know that you still have a ton that you have to do um, before you toast your your final days um, here at Ad Week. Um, any, any last thoughts? We're going to, I'm going to give you the, the final word. Oh, um, always look up words you don't know. I, this isn't social media advice. This is just words <laughs> advice in general. <laughs> I, I, so, <laughs> I love words. I write, write books about words. Um, so if you, um, if you come across a word you don't know, then don't be the incurious person who doesn't look them up because you should, you should always learn the new thing if you don't know it. Just don't assume you already know it. That's it. Love it. Also, use that word on social media. That'd be fun. Make other people look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect Perfect sign-off. I could not think of a more Jay-Z-like sign-off than Google your shit, people. (laughs) That's amazing. In general. (laughs) In general. Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, you know, it's no secret that we love you. And um, we are so um, thrilled for your next steps, whatever those may be. But we'll be following closely now as fans. And just thank you for for everything. I love you both. And I'm so happy to have spent three years doing this. Uh, And Jameson, thank you very much for commiserating with me. It was a pleasure to spend the final minutes of Jay-Z's Ad Week career with her. And now we are going to go cry and drink. You all have (laughs) a great day. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Ad Week Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Ad Week's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening.